Thank you very much, Sunday. It's uh, five and a half minutes past twelve. This is Midday Live on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Our top story, the situation is tense in Marikana, the northwest, in what is uh, reminiscent of uh, scenes of last August, uh, which resulted in about 46 people being killed there. Well, these scenes are unfolding as the Marikana Commission of Inquiry is still sitting in Rustenburg, trying to establish exactly what happened uh, in August and uh, who's responsible for the killings of, uh, of these people, about 46 of them. Well, loan min shares have plummeted by 7%. This cannot be good for the mining sector. Just days after after Amplats announced that it is scaling down its proposed 14,000 uh, retrenchment package to about 6,000 people or so who will be losing their jobs, and their uh, job losses is what uh, would uh, be the result of, of this. Well, I'm asking you this, this afternoon, what is this? What do you make of this on 34701? Is this a turf war, really, between the two unions, AMCO and NUM? Or is there a third force there? I remember Sig in Renberg, one of our regular callers here on SAFM, making a very interesting point that uh, uh, really I don't know whether we should challenge him on that or not but I, I would like for him to raise it again that there is, a, there is a force in action here, third force in action funded by some foreign structures to destabilize the sector uh, whether he is right or, or not really uh, I'm, I'm not too sure but it's for you to decide maybe it's for Sig again to raise that point 34701 uh, maybe he knows things that we don't know alright so to our top story this hour on Midday Live on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Tension is mounting in the Nkaneng informal settlement in Marikana in the northwest where striking loanmen platinum mine workers are expected to assembly, uh, rather assemble at uh, the nearby Kopi where last year's killings occurred. Workers have embarked on a wildcat strike and are demanding the immediate closure of uh, NUM offices at the mine. It's understood that uh, the workers are up in arms over the murder of uh, a member of uh, the trade union, Amko Stephen Kululekele. So for more on this now, we'll be talking to the police, we'll be looking at uh, loanmen shares, but also we'll be going to the Marikana Commission of Inquiry that is sitting in Rustenburg. Let's start with our reporter, Dial Haizi. Good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon, Bongi. We're reporting a tense situation in Kaneng. We're reporting loanmen, or rather mine workers gathering, carrying dangerous weapons, really scenes that we saw last year around about August. Talk us through what is happening. Maybe start from this morning. What has been happening? Yeah, Bongi, what I can confirm is the, the reflection of what transpired last year. But since this morning, a number of mine workers um, are alleged to be AMCU members. They've been, you know, holding meetings uh, in the various uh, shafts. I'm told there are faking shafts around here. Uh, they've been holding meeting, uh, meetings and rather, uh, but I've been briefed as well that uh, the uh, concerns uh, raises from uh, the death of um, the uh, AMCU regional organizer, uh, Stephen Kulekile, over the weekend. And again, they are saying uh, the uh, I mean, Lonmin is uh, succumbing or is conniving with uh, NUM. As they are saying, they have uh, 82 membership as AMCU. And again, they have said um, they don't, I wonder the bargaining uh, structure that has been, you know, uh, enforced by uh, Lon Min.
So those those are the issues. But uh, maybe maybe uh, just clarify this point. We understand that uh, this morning uh, employees or mine workers were refused entry uh, to go underground and, and work. Who refused them? And uh, what 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 is it that they are demanding? We hear of a, a demand for the Noom office there to be closed. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to make any speculations because uh, we. Uh, really, uh, we're not even given a chance to go there and see uh, what what is happening uh, as the as, as the meeting was held underground. So we we didn't have any access to go and get to the, to get to understand what is really happening. Um, the other thing uh, um, they're saying is um, NUM um, uh, is causing violence in the mining industry. As a result, they wanted their offices to be closed. And they don't want anything because currently, uh, just a few minutes before you called, these guys, the, the mine workers, they've been chanting songs that says, we don't want NUM, we don't want NUM, it should go, it should go. They're, they're raising, uh, you know, they, they, I mean, their demand that no, they don't want the NUM, NUM should, uh, um, you know, leave the, 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 the loan mean offices. 13 shafts remain closed, so that talks to a number of uh, people in, in thousands. But just, just give us a, a picture of uh, how many people are we talking about who are on uh, on the streets right now marching and chanting those slogans as you say yeah just behind me here uh, uh, there's um a, a smelters and uh, next to it there's um, um uh, k3 uh, my new sector uh, uh, the loan means uh, shaft uh the report that some of the, the mine workers uh, they are still uh, in a meeting uh, they have been briefed so later this uh, afternoon we we were expecting uh, this number that we see as roughly about 400 members who are here uh, we're expecting the number to increase in a, rather in a higher margin all right we thank you very much dial khaitsiwe is our reporter in the northwest let's stay with this story but now go to the police as uh, we say good afternoon to brigadier tulani ngubane he is, uh, speaks on behalf of uh, uh, police in the northwest brigadier ngubane uh, the situation is uh, is really getting tense what is your reaction to that? That how are you responding to this situation right now as we speak? Yeah, good afternoon, Bongi, and your listeners. I think what we can say from where we sit and where we stand is that uh, we have our members readily uh, available to deal with whatever situation that occurs on the ground, and they've been deployed uh, since this morning. So ours is to continue monitoring and uh, act as as we are advised by the situation on the ground. Mm. Isn't this, uh, Brigadier, though, reactionary? Because we're getting a sense that this has been really... uh you know, bubbling under for, for a while now, I mean, uh, culminating with, the, with the, 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 the gathering at the Kopi uh, on the weekend, for instance. So it, it has been happening. We hear of uh, a lot of people who have been killed there. I mean, I can count three right now or four uh, with, with the latest one, which is uh, Stephen Kulegile there. But uh, it, it's been happening. What has been your, your deployment strategy there? Our deployment strategy, you would remember that the way people have been killed in the area, it has been in a very sort of uh, unfortunate way where some uh, scary tactics have been used, people are attacked in their houses. You would would, uh, accept that we can't be in every household and in every tavern at times. So the way it has been happening, it would happen like your normal uh, crime and your normal murders where 
people just come in and kill each other and then police are called to react and we react and we investigate. So it is that kind of a situation that uh, you cannot really pin it down to the police. Mm. But we do our best in terms of being of being available when we are needed and also in terms of trying to be visible as much as we can so that when we are called to act, we are able to act on time and provide the necessary assistance that is uh, expected from us. But uh, the the intelligence that you have been able to gather so far, I mean, we're hearing, we're sitting here in Jobek, obviously, but uh, we hear of uh, from our reporters and everyone else that we interact with of of, uh, really fear gripping that uh, uh, community of uh, Marikana, uh, Nganeng, you know, that whole area, the mining community, where even uh, when they socialize, they socialize in groups. When they when they go, they go in groups. No one really wants to do it alone there's that uh, there's that fear is that what you what you what you been able to gather as the police look fear is is, is something that could be there but what we can say as the police is that uh, that is where then that partnership is very important where police alone can never win uh, you know the olive branch of peace in the area of Nkanen or in the mining communities these are human relations issues that needs the community themselves of Nkaneng and Marikana in general to do something about the situation while then they are working hands in glove with the police. Otherwise, if we take the entire responsibility of the ills that are in that area and push them directly in the door of the police, I don't think we'll ever succeed. But it is a partnership situation that calls for the police, that calls for the leaders of people in that community to take responsibility of whatever happens in their community. Police can only do so much. Brigadier Ngubane, who is committing these murders? Who is killing these people? These murders are committed by criminals. You would recall that there were a lot of people who were killed prior to the Marigana situation that occurred on the 16th, and we've investigated some of those matters, and a lot of people have been brought to book, and it is the very same situation now where people are killed mysteriously by other people, and we are doing our work, and we can assure the nation and the people of Marigana that in no time the suspects will definitely be behind bars. Mm. But I don't think that is the answer that we need now as a nation and as the people of the area. What we need now is a working relations between the community and the police, but all other stakeholders to then ensure that we calm the situation and everybody goes back to their senses in terms of taking the situation to normality. We thank you very much, uh, Brigadier Tulani Gubane there. He speaks on behalf of the police in the Northwest at 16 minutes past 12. Our top story this hour, police are monitoring the situation in Marikana in the northwest where a large group of uh, mine workers, heavily armed with their traditional weapons, is marching through the streets. Looking at the markets at this hour, gold is trading at $1,431.51 an ounce. Platinum is at $1,492.65 an ounce. The rand is trading at 9 rand 20 cents against the U.S. dollar at 14.07 to the pound and 11.96 to the euro. Introducing more savings from Specsavers. Now you can get between 250 and 1,000 Rand off the normal industry price for your prescription lenses. That's right, up to 1,000 Rand off your prescription lenses. 
another reason why we are South Africa's leading eye care group. Change to Specsavers for affordable eye care and a whole lot more. T's and C's apply. Seven million children in South Africa go to school every day without shoes. Join Flipper Friday movement in partnership with SAFM. Let's make a difference to a soul this winter by wearing a pair of flip-flops on Friday the 31st of May 2013. Purchasing a pair of flip-flops will afford an underprivileged child to own a pair of school shoes. To join the movement, go to www.flipflopfridaymovement.co.za. Eighteen minutes past twelve. Uh, tension, of course, we told you is mounting in the Nkaneng informal settlement in Marikana in the northwest, where striking lonely and platinum mine workers are expected to assemble at the nearby Kopi, where last year's killings occurred. We also heard that uh, platinum producer Lonmin has seen its shares go down seven percent following the halting of uh, operations at its mine. Lucas Motibedi reports. The situation at Vonarkop near Denkaneng informal settlement in Marikana in the northwest is still tense. This as all the 13 shafted Marikana platinum mine have been shut. Lone mine employees have embarked on a wildcat strike. They are demanding the immediate closure of Noom offices at the mine. Lone mine management has confirmed that the operations at the mine's 13 shaft have been suspended. Lone mine spokesperson, Suvey. Um, operations um, at Marikana were suspended this morning due to illegal work stoppage. 13 of its shops, Coffs Property, are not operating. Um, employers arrived at work but did not proceed underground. Among the demands by workers is the immediate arrest of the suspect in the killings of their leader. Amco regional organizer Mawetu Stevens was killed by four unknown men on Saturday. The Menzi brothers were also killed hours after the assassination of Stevens. However, police spokesperson in the province, Tulani Ngobani, says the police are working around the clock to bring the suspect to book. The provincial commissioner has put up different teams that would be able to look at these matter cases. The teams that are currently investigating, uh, they are led from the office of the cluster commander of Rustenbeck. We have teams of kennels that are working on this to ensure that they get a speedy resolution of this matter. Meanwhile, a large group of mine workers heavily armed with their traditional weapons were marching through the streets of Marikana town. They were heading to copies where they are expected to meet with their local leadership. Police monitored the situation. And I'm so far so Lucas Motivedi for SABC News. We stay with uh, the developments there in Marikana, but we go to the Rustenberg where the civic, uh, in the Civic Center uh, where the Commission of Inquiry is sitting. The chairperson uh, of uh, the Marikana Commission of Inquiry, retired judge Ian Fallem, has once again urged lawyers uh, for the wounded and arrested lawnmen mine workers, Dalim Pofu, to use the commission's time accordingly. Judge Fallem uh, requested Pofu to ask questions that will allow for progress in the commission. The commission is probing what led to the killing of 34 miners on the 16th of August last year when they clashed with the police. Itumelin Khajani reports. Crowd management, use of life ammunition as part of offensive measures are again at the center of Mpofu's cross-examination of Major General Anandale. Mpofu still maintains that the way he sees it, police had no intention of only disarming the striking Lonmin miners who were carrying pangas, nobkiris and other sorts of weapons during their illegal strike in August last year. 
He also argues that the usage of life ammunition cannot be justified because it appears police were not defending themselves by that for that they were not being attacked. Falam had to intervene in many instances and told Mpofu that he must not get stuck in only one question which had already been answered. Mpofu and Anandale spent the better part of this morning revisiting the events of the 16th of August last year. The sketch of the police operation is under the spotlight. Anandale, through assistance of interpreter, refuted Mpofu's claims. Itumeren Khajane, SABC News, Rastenberg. It's a 21 minutes past 12. This is Midday Live on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Uh, shortly we'll be going to Mpumalanga and uh, we hope to talk to the MEC there of uh, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Simon Skosana. And Mpumalanga again is, uh, is, is burning. Residents of uh, Tandagukanya in Pidritif have gathered at the main entrance of uh, the township, blockading the main roads uh, leading into the township. The residents have been uh, protesting since Sunday. 40 uh, people have been arrested so far after residents set alight a number of houses, two shops and a truck. The residents are waiting for government officials to address them. They vow to continue with their protest until Premier David Mabuza addresses poor service delivery issues in uh, the Mkondo municipality. All right, we'll, we'll try and go back to the uh, um, member of the community there in uh, Tandugukanya, Treasurer Tabete, uh, but uh, we'll just uh, uh, go to now to the MEC first, I think. Yeah, MEC of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs in Mpumalanga, Simon Skosana. Uh, MEC, good afternoon once again. Good afternoon and good afternoon to listeners of FAFM. We talk again in a space of a week and uh, the, the, the issues remain the same, but they've moved now from Wesselton. They are now in, uh, in Pit Retief. What is going on in Mpumalanga, MEC? Uh, look, uh, these, these are protests which are related to service delivery. But all in all, uh, we are saying that uh, communities have the right to protest when there are issues that they need to speak about. What we don't agree with is that uh, 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 communities, when they protest, they then become violent. Uh, they break the, the properties of the, of the community, and, and uh, with the scarce resources that we have, that is unacceptable. At... at, at, at as we speak now, it is true that uh, on Sunday we are supposed to deliver a report back on a memorandum. Continue, The memorandum that they wrote to, 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 to us and requested certain things to be done. And we were going to deliver a report to them, which then, uh, as MEC responsible for, for issues of local government, uh, I was refused a platform because they said whatever I want to say must be said by the premier. Uh, obviously, it can be it can be an excuse that uh, when we are turning to issues which were raised, then people say no, 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 you can't tell us about those issues. Uh, we must be told by the premier. And obviously, the premier is the head of government, mm. you know. And I'm the head of this portfolio, which is responsible for for issues of of municipalities. But for that's where the matter.
Let's stand. All right, but the issues of of corruption, uh, uh, MSC, uh, again uh, being made here uh, as an allegation. You also alluded to uh, lazy uh, uh, civil servants who are failing the communities. I know that you summoned some of uh, of these municipalities to uh, to uh, Nelspruit uh, this this past weekend or, or Friday, just to just to talk to them, just to read them a riot act. Maybe talk talk to us about that, but also talk to us about the issues that you yourself have uh, admitted that they are problematic, corruption, lazy officials who are failing government? Yes, Absolutely. Um, true. we have we we a good, evening. I mean, good day to all the listeners. This is what we are dealing with, and, and I mean, particularly at Mkondo, there are three officials which have been which have pointed out, and we have, we have done some preliminary investigations on those things. And uh, we are saying uh, uh, we can't we can't allow the situation to go in that manner. Uh, they have raised issues of of poor service delivery, uh, 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 roads which are not properly which are not done. They, they, there are potholes all over. Uh, we have set out a budget. The municipalities have set out a budget. The provincial cabinet, through uh, uh, Honourable Prima Mabuza, has, has instructed the Department of, of Public Works, Roads and Transport to set money aside so that we are able to deal with these old issues. Okay. This is what we wanted to tell the community on Sunday, uh, which, which uh, the leadership, uh, you know, uh, well, they said, no, 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 they expecting the Prima to come forward. We, we might probably hear today why they only want the Prima to tell them that, because the Prima can't tell them anything other than what was supposed to be telling them. Stay, stay on the line, MEC, because I want to bring in here uh, Treasurer Tabete from the community of uh, Tandagukanya. Uh, Mr. Tabete, please tell, tell the MEC why you blocked him first, but also tell him your concerns and your, your problems. Yes, uh, good uh, day to all the listeners. Um, I would like to indicate it very clear that uh, the public has got the right to actually demand whosoever they want uh, the response from because I believe every uh, public servant uh, can actually account to the community. If then the prima is actually leaving in Pumalanga, if the community says, Prima, may you please come and account to us, I don't think there should be any uh, obstacles to us there. However, I would like to indicate it again that uh, the community actually never intended to be violent. If you shelter the build-up to this uh, chaos, on the 25th of April, we had a very peaceful march. In fact, that was the first peaceful, peaceful march in Bumalanga this year. All the municipalities have been down before they, can, they, before they even applied for a march. By applying for a march, we're, we're trying to revert the, this situation that is actually taking place. In the memorandum, it was very much clear that the community requested uh, Mr. Mabuza to come in. But what, what are the issues there, Mr. Tabet? What are the issues? The issue, the issue are also very evident is uh, the, the basic one is the lack of service delivery, uh, corruption, of course, uh, the allegations of corruption, the selling of stands and sites, uh, the corrupt uh, supply chain management, uh, supply human resource uh, management. Surely, so, surely, as the community, you know these people who are corrupt, who are selling those stands, who are involved in issues of tenders and stuff. Why don't you take their names to the MEC? Why don't you take their names to the police? Yes, in fact, uh, remember that you're trying to, 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 to actually, the, the community was their advice on how far to submit a memorandum. It, uh, I was going to submit a memorandum to, 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 to the team. Yes, we understand that you're supposed to follow the very same, uh, actually, uh, what you call a, a protocol that you just indicated us. However, as much as the province has got the power to investigate uh, a criminal, uh, uh, what you call, allegations, 
Then, therefore, they, they must do that. In this instance, they are refusing even to come and interact with the community. Let me see. You're refusing to come and interact with the community. That's uh, the yeah, allegation. Yeah, as, I, as I'm speaking to you, I'm here in Mkondo. I came here last night. I was here on Sunday when I was well, chased away. Uh, 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 by the by the committee, and I'm still here even today, and and uh, we are about to meet the committee of 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 Kabete, and they say no, they want to speak to the premier, but we are here can to I deal with those issues. All right, let me see. Just hold things. it right there. We we have yeah, we have we have all the allegations that they've spoken about. Okay, and we are saying as a community they are correct. You must tell us. But you uh, must all right. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Mr. Chavete, Mr. Chavete just a quick one. Can you take yes. the names of those corrupt officials to the MEC right now as he is there in Mkondo? And we'll talk to you again and see what, what, what happens to that. Is, is, will that We've help? already done that, actually. We've already done that. You've given it to the, to the MEC? Yes, we've the memorandum. We've submitted a very clear and a very uh, precise memorandum to them. In fact, this situation is yes, yes, to just report that to them about the issues that they've raised. Yes. And I just you finish, please. May I just finish? May I just finish? May I please just finish? Please. As we speak now, the community, they have said it themselves that the reason they're doing this is because the DT, I mean, the Premier has tried to come and address them. But but the MEC is there, Mr. Tabete. The MEC is there representing government. They would have done that on the 25th of April when we, we had an explosion. What is the reason that the Premier is not coming to address the, 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 the community of the court? But I'm saying the, 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 the MEC is there. Why or any apology? No, no, no. All no. right. The, the memorandum said the, the, the Premier and the community says the Premier. So why do you have to say that from that? The All right. Two MECs were here before and he failed to address this issue. Uh, uh, Treasurer Shabalala uh, is from the community of uh, Tandugukanya in um, Mpumalanga in Pitritif. All right, we, we'll check with the, with the, with the MEC also uh, for cooperative governance and traditional affairs, Simon Skosana. Why it, is it so difficult for the Premier to come through? Because uh, it's, it's clear the community wants to be addressed by the Premier. So we'll hope to go back to, to, to Bidritif again uh, in, a, in a short while, uh, just to establish really what is going on there. You heard of um, allegations of corruptions and names of uh, corrupt officials being handed over to the MEC in the form of a memorandum. It's uh, 12.30 now, and it's time for the news headlines with Sandra Matsavnyan. Thanks, Bongi. Good afternoon. Rival mining unions Amku and the NUM have both denied calling on their members to embark on a wildcat strike at the Lonmin Platinum Mine in Marikana. Operations at the mine's 13 shafts have been suspended after miners refused to go underground this morning. Cape Town pediatric oncologist Professor Cyril Karabas is expected to return home soon after getting back his passport in the United Arab Emirates. Earlier today, he was waiting at a local prison in Abu Dhabi, accompanied by South African consul Fanus Fenta. And Manchester City has sacked its manager, Roberto Mancini. The club says it has missed most of its targets for the year and has decided to look for a new boss. It's tough in football, hey? It, it, it's not tough, it's just common <laughs> sense. Look, <laughs> and Mancini wins them the, 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 uh, the, uh, the league. They haven't won the league since 1969. He comes in and he wins the league. <laughs> and uh, he's number two, so he'll play in the Champions League. 
th- that's enough. What else do you want? I mean, yeah. you, you can't keep beating Manchester United. Um, yeah, you know. no, it's, it's just, yeah, it's <laughs> tough. I'm saying it's tough. He had to go. Yeah, you get paid so much money, but then when someone's not happy, that's it. And the players, I mean, if you get paid 500,000 pounds a week, mm. that's way, way too much. Five million rand, six million rand a week. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder yeah, if they've ever actually considered putting some responsibility on the players, because it's always the manager who gets fired or the coach. Exactly. No, that none of that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Water club Indeed, we look forward to that. Thank you very much, Asanda Matsanya. And then Nancy Richards, uh, 500,000 pounds a week will do you just good. Oh, I think I could cope with that. <laughs> that would keep me in champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Just. What's coming up with other one? Well, actually, we've got a very health-conscious otherwise on the show today. We're going to be starting at the very beginning with the Imobi Mama project, which connects women in need directly to perinatal information. Really good idea, that one. Also hear about the Baby Group, which is a panel of experts offering advice. And then after the headlines, we move into adult mental health with the editor of Thrive magazine, Your Guide to Mental Wellness. And we'll hear about drumming as a therapy tool. So join us for all of that. Very healthy on Otherwise We Are today, right after the news at one. Thanks, Bongi. Thank you very much there to Nancy Richards. Uh, great radio still coming between one and two right here on SAFM 104 to 107. We go to Limpopo now where hundreds of bus commuters were still stranded this morning in some parts of uh, that province. This despite an announcement that uh, trade union Satau and the employers organization have uh, reached an agreement to end the three-week bus drivers nationwide strike. This as uh, Satau was still consulting with uh, the members of, uh, on the new offer. A bus was torched at Dopeni village outside about uh, two weeks uh, ago, while a driver was also attacked at uh, Kalaba in uh, Limpopo. Our reporter there is uh, Witness Tiba. Commuters in Limpopo had to go for one more day seeking alternative transport to go to work today. This after an agreement to end the three-week-long strike was reached yesterday. The unions led by Satau and the employers' organizations signed a 9.5% agreement. A further 0.5% will be implemented. Albert Marshall of Mutlava village outside Zanin is one of the commuters who have been walking long distances to get alternative transport. Um, I'm coming from Mutlava at Kron. I'm now uh, walking something like 5 kilometers to the main road uh, to get a taxi uh, because of the strike. I've been expecting the bus this morning uh, because I'm catching a bus at 5 o'clock. But uh, unfortunately when I wake up there's no bus and then I have to walk now and I'm late to work. Chairperson of the Wembe Small Bus Operators Council, Livuan Maduse, says buses in the area have started operating as early as half past four, but with a skeleton staff. We have started our operation at 4.30 until now. However, we are operating on a skeleton situation because the information arrived very little to some of the operators. However, as we are going to have a meeting today with all bus operators, we will make sure that uh, during the afternoon, all operation uh, it will be increased. And then we, we heard that the, the shops thought they are going to brief again their members in terms of the agreement which has been reached in terms of 9.5% and 10%. Trade unions are Tau in Limpopo says they have given the bus strikers 48 hours to return to work after an agreement was reached to end the three-week-long bus driver's nationwide strike. Union's Provincial Secretary Paul Nepawe. Yesterday we were doing the consultation with all our members 
Our coordinator managed to collect all the reporting from 15 gathering points. Out of the 15, 12 of them have indicated that uh, the the union and the employer can find the 9.5, which is going to be 10% in August. From now, until 48 hours notice expire, they should start uh, going to work. Bus operations are expected to be in full swing tomorrow morning. I witnessed the ICBC News Pulukwane. We stay with that story, but now we joined on the line by Vincent Masoha, spokesperson of Satao. Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon to you and our listeners. Just uh, give us a, a nationwide picture, you know, starting in Limpopo, of course. What is going on? Has uh, everyone gotten the message that uh, it's back to work right now? 10% is uh, what you've agreed upon? Yes, definitely the communication has been cut through to all our locals and various gathering points and uh, various companies. And indeed, even though other workers may not have gotten the message quite because it was made when we read the agreement yesterday. Uh, I think that today we are uh, extensively covering that. And definitely, uh, there, there will be all that work tomorrow. But we have seen quite a lot of buses already in Hogan provinces today. And other provinces as well are better work. And, uh, and definitely, we think that by tomorrow, uh, the operations will be in full force. But it's low in other parts of the country, right? I beg your. I'm saying it's slow. Your 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 members are react, responding slowly to your uh, final uh, move to say let's get back to work. Yeah, definitely. It's not because they are not uh, they are taking long to respond. I think the messaging and the filtering of the message could be the one. That is just from a logistical perspective, or especially considering that it was in the afternoon when we started sending other communications to the provinces and from provinces to the locals. However, we know that right now, all our members are aware that the strike has been called off. They are all aware that from tomorrow officially, all of them are expected to report back to work, as it happened again today. All right, 10% is what you agreed on, and your members, did they go back to work because they're happy with the 10% down from 18% originally, or they went back to work because they have to put food on the table, they have bills to pay? Well, it's a combination of all these things. The first reason why they go to work on a daily basis is because they have bills to pay. However, they would have expected that at least the current dispute would have yielded a much better result, particularly so far as the double visit across the board is concerned, uh, considering that, you know, with inflation rates um, at the manner in which it is very difficult when you, you accept, for instance, as a worker, a 7% wage increase or anything lower than that, literally your life does not change. It remains in the miseries and the difficulties of the wheels of the market, the same as it has been last year. We believe that it is a small percentage that is there. It will make a little bit of a difference, especially also on the allowances and so forth. However, the workers will have been much more happier and much more comfortable if the increase was at 18%. We are not saying that they are fully expecting to are over the moon as a result of the current increase. It is, in fact, a compromise agreement because we would have preferred an 18%, but right now they are comfortable with it. 
you can go back to it. So when is the next round of talks on, on, on wages? Uh, this one, this, uh, this agreement is in place for how long? It's an annual agreement, so in the new year we will begin the talks again. And of course, we are hoping that we reach agreement with the employers uh, without necessarily developing uh, many times or uh, you know, reaching point where we have to declare industrial disputes and workers withdraw their labor. Uh, where you know, we could find a solution and there can be a win solution. And finally, you don't foresee any problems tomorrow. All your, your members will be back at work. Buses will operate uh, as normal as possible. Definitely, there won't be much problems tomorrow. And uh, I think our members have heard the message. They are happy they'll be going back to work from tomorrow. All right. We thank you very much, uh, Vincent Masoha, the spokesperson of uh, Satao, the transport union there. Uh, talking uh, matters transport, uh, we go to Kusatu now in Gauteng. Uh, the Federation has briefed the media on uh, the next phase of uh, the campaign uh, in relation to labor brokers and e-tolls at uh, Kusatu House. To tell us more about this, we joined on the line by the Provincial Secretary of Kusatu in Gauteng, Dumisani Takile. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Takile. All right, uh, Dinsan is not on the line there from Kosatu, so we just wanted to hear uh, more about uh, the e-tolls. Where are they right now? Are they still going to march, uh, blow blockade, and uh, drive slow? All those kind of uh, all those elements of their campaign is it still happening? So uh, we'll we'll check it with them there. It's uh, 19 minutes to one. This is uh, midday live on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, of course. Uh, let me just tell you that uh, police are still monitoring the situation in Marikana in the northwest where a large group of uh, mine workers uh, heavily armed uh, with their traditional weapons uh, marching through the streets. Let's read uh, some of the SMSs. Yes, uh, I told a fellow citizen that our Mzansi needs a lot of positive energy and uh, such hopeful energies thrive under great and inspiring leadership, writes uh, Pasega Makoti there. And uh, this one says, unpack the 6,000 Anglo jobs per job level from A1 to D2 to exec level. Shocking. This one is unsigned. And uh, all right, we'll go, come back to some of your SMSs. Let's go back now to the Gauteng Provincial Secretary of uh, Kosatu, Dumsan Takile, on uh, the media briefing this morning. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Takile. Good morning. Good afternoon to you, sir, and the listeners. All right, let's talk about uh, your briefing this, this morning, but uh, focus on First, the the e tolls. What did you say about that? What what's your next move? Well, we still quite feel very angry uh, that the e tolls are still continuing uh, in Houghton, and our members have therefore uh, mandated us that we must uh, go on an action. It is on those basis, therefore, that we have resolved that on the twenty fourth of May, and also on the thirty first of May, we will uh, be taking an action. On the 24th of May, we'll be occupying the highways in Johannesburg, and also on the 31st, we'll be occupying uh, the highways in Eguru Lane. There are also a number of other protests that are planned for June, and we'll be able to unveil the details uh, of those particular actions early in June. But uh, when you talk to government, I know that uh, there is no room for talking now. Really, this is pretty much a law. 
But when you talk to your your uh, alliance partner, the ANC, and uh, when you talk to government, what what sense uh, do you get of really getting a reprieve on this one, even if it means reducing uh, the, the the tariffs? I think if you will remember uh, that initially when we uh, engaged uh, with both uh, government and also the ANC, there was no capping in relation to the amount of money that uh, were supposed to be charged to the people. As a result of our engagement, as a result of our actions, and as a result of uh, our persuasion, uh, they have then agreed to reduce uh, the tariffs from whatever amount of money to 550 where, where it is going to be kept at that point. On the second party, if you will remember in terms of our, our engagement also, there was no one who was uh, uh, going to uh, not to be affected by this particular uh, uh, tariffs. Our finally, the then agreed to say uh, all those that are operating in the taxi industry uh, will be exempted from uh, the payment which we are not even happy, even though in terms of that exemption based on, on, on the state of the tax industry and the lack of the regulation in that particular uh, industry. And secondly, they've also agreed that uh, the buses would not necessarily uh, be also be affected as a result of uh, our engagement with uh, government and the agency. So we've managed to make progress in relation to those particular two funds. But the core of the, of the issue that we've been raising is in relation to the public transport system. And we're saying anti-size standard to what a clear public transport system that is safe, that is affordable, that is income modern. That's why they're able to talk about the question of the of the ethos. So even those attempts that have been made as far as we're concerned, they are not sufficient in the absence of the public transport system. That's the reason why we believe that we must still continue to engage with the state. That's why we believe also that we must also still continue to engage on mass action anti standard as a public transport system in the Republic. This particular impulse would not be the workable. Got you. Thank you very much. Gauteng Provincial Secretary of Kosato Dumsani Dakile saying to government upgrade the public transport system and then we won't have a problem with the e-tolls. With that, we go to Clinton Smith, Portfolio Manager at Sasfin Securities, to look at the markets. How are the markets looking today, Clinton? Afternoon. Uh, well, the RAND and the JSC is trading low today. Uh, it's a strike at, uh, at Lonman has caused widespread selling of our platinum and gold mining stocks. Uh, at the moment, we've got the gold board down 1.6%, so resources down 1.9%. Uh, industrials are up 0.5% and financials are up 0.3%. Uh, but overall, the market's down 103 points, or 0.3% lower, at uh, 40,305. In corporate news, we had uh, live healthcare announcing results today. Uh, yes, uh, Life Healthcare came out with uh, with interim results this morning, and reported the revenue up by seven percent, uh, normalised earnings per share up by fourteen percent to seventy one point three cents a share. Uh, Life declared an interim dividend there of fifty four cents a share, and are currently trading two and a half percent higher at thirty six rand fifty. And there's some of uh, the winners and losers today. Uh, trading high today, Elovo is up 2.5%, uh, 37.41. Capital County is up 2% at 46.90. Uh, Discovery up 1.6%, 87.55. And Nasper is up 1.5% at 654.50. Uh, 
Uh, and then trading lower today, obviously dominated by the miners. We've got Lonman down 7.3%, it's uh, 37 Rand 32. Uh, Impala Platinum's down 6% at 97 Rand 92. Uh, Anglo Platinum is down 3.7% at 301.25. And lastly, Kumba Iron Ore is down 2.4% at 497.50. And your latest market indicators? Uh, the gold price is currently $1,429 an ounce. Uh, Platinum is trading $1,491. Uh, Brent crude is currently $102.30 a barrel. Uh, yield on R157 is 5.06%. And then uh, finally, our rands at uh, 9.21 rand to the dollar, uh, 11.94 to the euro, and 14.07 to the pound. And that's it from me. Thank you very much, Clinton Smith, Portfolio Manager at Sussman Securities. Tune in to Morning Talk with Vuyambuli. I have been concerned when you drive out to say the SABC and you go into Soweto. At 1 o'clock, the kids are already going home. Afternoon Talk with Ashraf When you receive monies from the layperson, from the Patrice Mosepis, do you really have the time, do you care to then investigate whether they in fact are paying their own staff well or you say, we need the money for a great cause and that's the truth, we're going to take it anyway no matter what. The Talk Show with Mats Chabam does it not make sense for the state to share the costs with business to ensure that young people get the expertise that they need, get these particular skills that they constantly ask for and found wanting? Only on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. SAFM interact on every level. Visit our website at safm.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio or simply like our Facebook page, SAFM Radio. Let's have the conversation. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Just a one SMS here coming from Numbulelo in Kimberley saying that definitely there is a third force in the mines. Noam has no reason to kill anyone. Somebody is playing on the naivety and the hatred between the two rival unions. That's Numbulelo in Kimberley there. Professor Cyril Karbas is expected to receive his passport from authorities in the United Arab Emirates uh, today. His late, rather his lawyer, Michael Brakrim, says he's spoken to Karbas and he has confirmed that uh, the Abu Dhabi Interior Ministry is finalizing the matter. The professor has been detained in the UAE since August last year after being sentenced in absentia for the death of a Yemeni girl he treated for leukemia in 2002. He has since been acquitted, meanwhile, the Deputy Minister of International Relations and Corporations and Corporation, there is Mr. Ibrahim Ibrahim, will address the media on international developments. For more on this right now, we talk to uh, our senior political reporter, Busi Chimombe. Good afternoon to you, Busi. Yes, good afternoon, Wangi. The matter has been uh, really finalized for the past two, three weeks right now, and uh, it looks like finally this matter has been finalized. Yes, it looks that way. Um, the Deputy Minister, uh, in speaking to the, to the press today, said that yesterday, the 13th of May, they received a note of a bow from the UAE authorities, basically informing them and informing the, the, the SA mission in Abu Dhabi uh, that um, they should uh, facilitate the processing of all outstanding documentation uh, belonging to to the professor so that uh, they can he can um, to enable the speedy return this speedy return to South Africa. So uh, according to um, the deputy minister, who's very optimistic that this will happen, uh, he's saying that uh, his passport should be returned to him by tomorrow, the 15th of May, and uh, hopefully 
Um, the the other thing that will remain outstanding are the administrative arrangements by the UAE authorities uh, in terms of uh, clearing um, uh, Dr. Karabas to actually leave. And he's in, and uh, Ibrahim uh, is uh, anticipating that this process will be finalised before the end of the week. Did the uh, Deputy Minister uh, say what has been the, the hold-up all about? No, he didn't say. Um, the thing is that uh, he's, uh, he took us through a variety of interventions that have been made on the part of the South African government. Uh, the UAE ambassador in South Africa having been called in twice to express South Africans' concern on the issue and uh, the fact that, uh, uh, that the passport is not being handed over, a dimash uh, being handed over, which is basically a, a form of diplomatic complaint. Um, there's also been extensive interaction between the foreign ministries of, um, of Abu Dhabi and the South African government. But in all these interactions, it is, it's not clear. Well, uh, well, uh, to the, to, to, to the media, they haven't, it has been disclosed exactly what exactly is the, 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 the issue in terms of getting back his passport. You'll know that, uh, they are good, um, uh, he, the, the, the UAE uh, government uh, did not manage to get uh, uh, to appeal the, his acquittal mm. uh, on the 24th of April, and we have been waiting. He and, and the family have been waiting since last month for this to happen. So, when can we expect uh, uh, Professor Karabas back home? Well, uh, your guess is as good as mine, but um, I, I, I suppose, given the fact that now. Um, there is some kind of official word from the UAE government uh, in terms of uh, basically saying that uh, the South African um, mission in Abu Dhabi should actually get his things uh, ready. I suppose that uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel, although the exact date, uh, I, 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 I and the South African authorities will not be able to actually say. We thank you very much. Uh, our senior political reporter, Busi Chimombe. You will complain to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission that we don't have an open line on SAF. This is our open line. I cannot disown it. It's ours. We have been using it over the years. We are not going to change it. You okay. in particular. Okay, but tell us then, what were you going to say? We need to use this space. It's our space. Okay, but I'm offering you the opportunity to use it now. Right time use for it. one hour or the even more because this program is good. And this is our open line. That's my point. We are not going to shake or move any inch. Okay, but say what you were going to say if it was an open No, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to use that to reprimand you guys. Let's go back to the mines now. The National Union of Mine Workers, NUM, says it has asked Anglo-American Platinum to provide it with uh, the company's breakdown of its wage bill. This after the company announced that it will cut 6,000 jobs to restore profit. NUM plans to fight retrenchments at the mine, citing lack of consultation. The unions uh, say by unpacking the wage bill, this will help it in, in taking more appropriate action. Tsepomongwai reports. Anglo-American Platinum spent millions of rents on salaries. However, the company is not willing to divulge how much is paid to senior managers and ordinary workers. Noom has asked MPLATS to give it a breakdown of the company's wage bill. Franz Balini is Noom's Secretary General. The request which we have made is that can you unpack the wage bill? Yeah. In other words, give us what percentage 
uh, come from executive vis-a-vis the Brookla workers. Yeah. We have not received that uh, uh, information. Yeah. And we think that if we get that information, it will uh, indicate to us, yes, you can stop bleeding by taking the following uh, measures. The union has put several alternatives on the table to avoid the current looming job losses. It says retrenchments should be seen as the last resort, as Malene explains. It's, it's, it's one of the methods of saving jobs. Yeah. Uh, you, you can reduce the number of, of your executives. Yeah. Um, nobody would want his salary to, to be cut. You can reduce the number of executives. You might see that it can contribute, uh, it can actually save uh, jobs. And there are other methods, yeah. which is natural attrition, which can result to a saving job, yeah. uh, early retirement, and so on. Last year, the company announced that it will reduce the number of employees by 14,000 following an industrial action. According to mining analyst Peter Major, the sector has been experiencing rising costs across the board. What's happened here is because costs have gone out of control in the mining industry throughout the world, but in particular in South Africa, it means even though these commodity prices really ran up the last 10 years, instead of our profit margins running up, we just absorbed all those additional margins with additional costs. So now when the prices have peaked higher than we ever imagined, instead of being on a 50, 60, 70% profit margin like we were in previous runs, previous bull runs, we were only on a, a maybe a 15 or a 20% gross profit margin. And uh, that reported by our economics uh, reporter here, Tsepo Mungwai. Let me just update uh, the Egoruleni situation there. Egoruleni Metropolis Service uh, have returned to work pending a negotiating or rather negotiation process with employers. This follows yesterday's illegal demonstration in the city by a handful of uh, officers who are SAMU uh, members. This as the Egoruleni Metropolis Department was on Friday granted an interdict against the workers' proposed strike. And the young South African tennis star Wayne Montgomery has been included in the International Tennis Federation's development team for the European summer. Nine players from around the world uh, make up the ITF under-18 team to Europe 2013. That's great then. All right, uh, one SMS coming from Innocent. Very innocent. Inno- uh, uh, correction, this one. Uh, uh, innocent as you put it. I just want to correct, Bongi. No footballer in the whole world ends uh, 500 pounds a week. The best paid earn half of that a week. So, alright. So, 250 thousand pounds a week. Still uh, too much, uh, Innocent, don't you think? But uh, thanks for correcting me. Alright, let's look back now at uh, our top stories this hour. Operations at uh, the Lon Min uh, Mines, 13 shafts have been suspended after miners refused to go underground this morning. The action follows uh, the murder of uh, three people at the weekend, including an AMCO regional chairperson. Our reporter there is Dal Khaitsiwe saying Lonmin is uh, succumbing or is conniving with uh, NUM. As they are saying, they have uh, 82 membership as AMCO. And again, they don't want the bargaining uh, structure that has been, you know, uh, enforced by Lonmin. Residents of uh, Tandugukanya in Pitritif in Pumalanga have gathered at the main entrance of uh, the township, blockading the main road leading into the township. We spoke to community member there of uh, Tandugukanya, Treasurer Tabete, and the MEC of uh, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs in Pumalanga, Simon Skosana. In fact, this situation is just to report them on the issues that they've raised. And I just want to tell them about those issues which we have raised with them. 
There you have it. We hope to go back to the two gentlemen. You heard uh, the community there saying they want to be addressed by the mayor, but uh, the MEC is steadfast in saying, I'm here. I've been deployed by uh, the cabinet of uh, uh, Bumalanga to come and address you. Raise your issues. All right, thank you very much to the team today, Mandy Samtelu and uh, Mabu Buloka, our producers, and the technical producer is Mark Prella, senior producer Nomalizo Mandela, and our executive producers Busisiwe Chane and uh, Obrisechi. My name is Bongi Kuala. We'll do it again tomorrow for your midweek edition of uh, Midday Live. Enjoy the rest of your listening. Still to come is Nancy Richards with Otherwise 1 to 2. Ashraf Garda is on between 2 and 4. And PM Live comes through courtesy of Tsepi Sumakwetla and Dashan Mutli. That's between 4 and 6. And then there will be market updates and then...